0: It's a noisy place online, especially on social media. If your ideal client is on social media and chances are they are, how can you stand out and be heard by them instead of feeling like your posts are just falling flat and you're just there adding to all the noise? In today's episode, I'm going to share two simple ways to target your ideal client on social media without spending money on ads and without having to post every single day. Welcome to the from better half to boss podcast. I'm Tavia Redburn. And on this show, I share how I retired my husband from his nine to five with my birth photography business, all while homeschooling my three kids. If you have a passion, there is a reason. It's because you were made to follow that passion. It's your time to go from better half to boss. Hey y'all, I'm Tavia and I help photographers learn how to specialize and get fully booked with ideal clients so they can go full time. I do this with my birth photography certification and my seven step marketing system. It is snowing here today in. Oklahoma, which is a rare thing, like we usually get snow less than five times a year. And so um, our kids are outside running around in the freezing cold weather, and they're right outside my window. So we're going to see if you're going to be able to hear them or not, <laughs> hopefully not. Um, I just stepped outside to see if I could like take a photo or a video like with my phone, not my big fancy camera um, to take a photo of them. Anyways, it is so freezing cold. So now my face is all red and my fingers are freezing. So I'm sitting here with coffee, hoping to warm up and excited to chat with you about how to target your ideal client on social media. So tell me if this sounds familiar. You spend an hour writing a post for social media and you choose a photo to go with it and you research some good hashtags. Then you look at your analytics to determine the best time to post and you schedule it. And once it goes live, you're refreshing to see how many comments and likes you'll get on this carefully crafted post. And it gets three likes and no comments. And then you honestly start thinking about deleting it. Then the next time you go to post on social media, you're like, well, last time I did everything quote right, and it was a bust. So I'm going to throw together something really quick so that I can check it off of my list and move on. So you do it quicker this time and you post and it's the same result. Very little engagement, no new followers. And honestly, it feels like you're talking to yourself. Your account isn't growing with ideal clients. In fact, the few occasional new followers that you do get are usually bot accounts or other photographers. So posting on social media feels like a waste of time. Can you relate to that? Like, do you think that I was just peeking in on you, like spying on your life? (laughs) Can you relate? Here's what's going on when someone lands on your Instagram profile. Honestly, they're making a decision in about 10 seconds based on your bio and the first few photos that they see on your feed, whether or not they want to continue to follow you. They're not looking at your engagement or how many comments your last post got. I promise they're making a decision well before they see if anyone actually engages with your content to decide if they want to actually follow you or not. So I want you to think about your profile right now and step into the shoes of your ideal client. Imagine they're looking for a birth photographer. Why would they want to follow your account? Is it clear from the moment they land on your profile that you you are the right photographer for them? Or are they seeing the profile of a generalist photographer who's trying to get booked for just about anything that someone will hire them for? So here's the solution to targeting your ideal client on social media. And it's honestly, you guys, not the way to get 10,000 followers or 100,000 followers. The goal is to target your ideal client on social so that you're actually making money from the time that you're spending on posts. Because as you know, there are plenty of people who have 100,000 followers or 10,000 followers that are broke and make no money from social media. So instead of looking at the vanity metric of how many followers you have, instead, how can we look at to make each of those followers a potential client for you? Like to where bots and other photographers sure are likely always going to follow you. But how can you make that the minority and the number of the ideal clients that you want to hire you, the majority of people following you? And here's the easiest way to do that. It's to niche down uncomfortably small. And honestly, I get a lot of groans or excuses when I say this. But what does it mean to niche down? And what does it mean to niche down on social media? You hear that thrown a lot, thrown around a lot, um, by me and by other educators and by guests we've had on this show. And the fact that you're hearing it over and over, I hope that you understand it's for good reason. It's not just from me or just for my students. It's from other educators in multiple different industries saying that the riches are in the niches. So why are you not doing that? When I say niching down, here's what I mean. I mean that you are known for that specific genre. People in your community know you as that type of photographer. People, when they land on your social media account, see you quickly and understand that you're that type of photographer. So can you be known as a baby photographer? Sure. Is that really, really uncomfortably specific enough to stand out in your market? I'm going to argue no. Being a baby photographer could mean so many things. It could mean newborn or six-month-olds or one-year cake smash or birth or fresh 48. Like, those are all baby sessions, and they're all very, very different. When you're known for something, it's easier to stand out on social, and once you're known for that thing, then you can start to expand a little bit. It wasn't until I was known for birth photography that I started to share more images and information publicly about my other sessions. So once I became known as a birth photographer and I was fully booked with births, it was then I started to expand and show other still related genres. I didn't go from only showing birth to showing weddings, right? I started with birth. I got fully booked with birth. And then I started to show newborns. And occasionally after that, I would show maternity and family sessions, but very, very rarely. I still primarily only ever showed birth and newborns. So something I hear from y'all a lot is that you don't think you can get enough clients in one super specific niche to stay fully booked. And the truth is that belief is keeping you from being fully booked. If you're sitting there thinking, I don't think I can get enough clients in by specializing in one niche and being known as one specific type of photographer, that belief in and of itself is what is keeping you from being fully booked. When you're super niche down on social media, the awesome thing is, you know what to post about, you know what to share, you know who you're speaking to. Imagine you're trying to speak to someone who wants to have an unmedicated birth, okay? But then you think about your C-section clients and you're like, I don't want to offend them by speaking so highly of unmedicated birth. Or you have newborn clients who don't really like birth photography at all and they think it's gross. And so you're sitting there trying to think about all these different people that you want to appeal to. So you end up posting something generic so that you don't upset anyone and so that you're not really specifically speaking to anyone. And what ends up happening is no one engages with it. You're back to the three likes and no comments and around and around you go because when you don't speak to your ideal client, You're speaking to no one. Someone might get offended and it won't be for everyone, but it will be right for your right clients who love you and want to hire you. If you know you're supposed to be a birth photographer, but you get tripped up with all the what ifs that come along with photographing such a big day, I want to let you know that our certification for birth photographers is currently open for enrollment. So inside the certification, you're going to learn how to set up your business to become the go-to professional birth photographer, to master your birth photography camera skills, how to fearlessly conquer any lighting situation. And you know, in birth, there can be a lot of different lighting situations, Confidently know when to arrive at the birth each and every time so you don't show up too late, but also aren't there for, you know, 25 hours. (laughs) Learn how to craft stunning birth images that are Pinterest worthy and how to post process those images to give your clients the best result. We're offering bonuses well over $2,000 as well, including our birth photography model call process so that you can book up to five birth photography clients in 30 days. To get access to all of this and more that is honestly too much to list out in this podcast, go to certifiedbirthphotographer.com. Become a certified birth photographer in as little as 60 days at www.certifiedbirthphotographer.com. Okay, let's get back to the episode. So to target your ideal client on social media first you're going to niche down uncomfortably small, uncomfortably small. So if your niche is baby photography, that is not uncomfortably small. Okay. If your niche is, um, cake smash sessions, I would say that is uncomfortably small. If your niche is birth photography, ah, that almost these days, depending on your area is not uncomfortably small. If your niche is home birth photography, that is uncomfortably small. Okay, so that's the first thing you're gonna do to target your ideal client on social is to decide what niche you're going to be known for. And that niche has to be uncomfortably small. The next thing you're going to do is gonna make you even more uncomfortable. I hope you're ready for it. You're only going to show that niche on social media. You're only going to show that one uncomfortably small niche that you just decided on on social media. So if you've only photographed one birth, and you decide that you want to uncomfortably niche down to birth photography, that might mean that you are temporarily, like less than a month, sharing some of the same photos more than once while you're running a portfolio building discount or using the model call, which we have a whole process for how to get up to five birth photography clients in 30 days at thebeautyandbirth.net slash shop. You can check it out there. If you're like, I want to run a model call, but I don't know what to do. Um, or if you're in either of our courses, you have access to that model call, um, process for free. So you're going to temporarily potentially show more than one, like the same image more than once while you're very, very actively working Towards building your portfolio by doing a portfolio a portfolio building discount or using the model call so that you can quickly get some new fresh images to share. okay? So when I bring this up, I hear some common um, hesitations or frustrations that photographers have about why they don't want a niche down or why they think that they're the exception because you might be listening to this thinking, okay, but. Like, yeah, Tavia, it totally makes sense, but you don't get it. Because for me in my area, X, Y, Z. So we're going to talk about those right now to squash those hesitations. Because I know without a shadow of a doubt, niching down uncomfortably small is what is the key to targeting your ideal client on social media. So the first reasons I hear photographers say they don't want to niche down uncomfortably small is that they like photographing more than one thing. Anytime I bring up niching, I hear this from y'all. Like, what if I want to photograph more than one thing? And my answer is, who says that you can't? I never said you can only photograph that one thing. I said, you're only showing that one thing. You're becoming known for that one thing. You can appear to be a specialist by showing that one specific niche, but you can absolutely still photograph other session types. So an example of how I did this in my business, like I said earlier, I showed births only while I did other session types like families. I was still photographing a lot of family sessions in the fall specifically for my old birth clients or repeat clients, and I never showed them on social media. I was photographing all these sessions that no one ever saw publicly. I never put them on my website and never blogged about them because I wanted to be known for birth, but I was still photographing them. I wasn't turning clients away. Well, if it was something like totally left field, like seniors or weddings, I would have turned those clients away. And I did turn those clients away, but I continued to photograph sessions related to birth, like newborn and maternity and family and older baby sessions. I just didn't show them on social media or my website until I was fully booked for birth. And I finished that bridge and then I added in a second bridge. Okay, so the next reason that I hear photographers say they don't want to niche down uncomfortably small is that they get bored shooting the same thing. My question to you, if that's you, if you're like, yeah, I can only imagine how bored I would get photographing and sharing the same thing over and over, at least primarily the same genre. My question to you is Is your business here to entertain you? Is your business here to entertain you, or is it a business? Is this a hobby or a business? And if it's a hobby, that's totally fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you're in business, you have to continue to do things that keep you in business to serve your clients. Are there parts of being a photographer that are fun that will always be fun? Absolutely. But do you sometimes have to do things that aren't always fun in order to stay in business and grow? Also, yes. So if you find yourself not wanting to niche down because you get bored photographing the same thing, I encourage you to either one, have special photography projects that are just for you, or two, literally find a hobby. (laughs) Like find something that um, fulfills that creative desire or that um, hobby need that all of us have. Okay. The third reason or like hesitation I hear from you guys about why you don't want to niche out uncomfortably small is you're worried about choosing the wrong niche. Let's say you're like, okay, Tavia, I'm in, I'm going to specialize in newborns. And then six months later you decide you don't like photographing newborns anymore. That's Okay think of your business like a science experiment. It just takes the pressure off. If you're if you're thinking about it as an experiment and you're like, oh, well, that didn't work, then you know that that didn't work and you're going to try something else just like in science, right? It takes the pressure off. You're learning and growing and trying new things. And if you decide that newborns aren't for you, you can absolutely give birth or maternity or a different style of newborns a try for a few months. The key here is not to jump ship too quickly. If you don't like newborns anymore, maybe give lifestyle newborns a try, like tweak it a little bit. What I don't want you to hear me saying is that um, every week you're doing a different niche because then that starts to sound a lot like a generalist, right? So choose something that you've done before that you think you're going to like and stick with it for four or five, six months and see what you think. Chances are your gut feeling is probably right. The fourth reason that I hear photographers say they don't want to niche down uncomfortably small is that there are already a lot of photographers in the same niche. If you're sitting here saying, like I was actually thinking today, there are quite a lot of birth photographers in Texas and Colorado. I don't know what it is about Texas and Colorado, um, but those two states specifically have a lot of students in those states and um, there are a lot of birth photographers there. And so if you're like, okay, well, I want to specialize in birth, but honestly, I feel like there's already a lot of birth photographers um, in my area. Then it's time to get even more specific. If you want to specialize in weddings, for example, but there's a ton of wedding photographers in your area, and it seems like really good photographers are starting to compete on price. What if then you specialized in backyard weddings or elopements or second weddings? If you want to specialize in newborns, but there are a lot of newborn photographers, what if you specialize in non-posed, strictly lifestyle newborn sessions or coming home sessions or fresh 48s? Do you see how you can take a larger genre like weddings, newborns, birth, and get even more specific? So if birth is what you want to specialize in, but you feel like there's a lot of birth photographers in your area, what if you focus on adoption stories? or what if you focus on home births or what if you focus on c-section births like there's so many ways that you can get even more specific within the niche of birth photography so if there are a lot of photographers specializing in what you want to specialize in you need to stand out by being even more specific and yes you're going to turn some people away but you're going to attract the people who love your style like a magnet. Okay. The fifth reason that I hear photographers saying they don't want to niche down uncomfortably small is that kind of the opposite of the last one that people don't know about that niche. And so you kind of have to like educate people before they know that they want it. And I hear this a lot about birth photography specifically because a lot of communities still don't have a lot of birth photographers or their community doesn't really know about birth photography yet. And I actually don't see this as a problem. This is such an incredible opportunity. Like think about like this what if no one in your community had ever heard of birth photography? And you came along and you said, Hey, have you heard of birth photography? It's like wedding photography for the day your baby is born. Like imagine professional, high quality, emotional, stunning, classy images of labor. And the moment you meet your baby for the first time, and then your family meeting the baby immediately postpartum. Because most moms think that they'll remember all the details of that day. But just like your wedding, you spend all the time anticipating this day and planning for it, that it often comes and goes so quickly that all you have to remember it are photos. And it's such a beautiful, important few hours of your life. And birth photography artistically captures everything. So did that take a little extra time to explain? Well, yes. But who is that mom most likely to hire for birth photography? I mean, you, the person who showed it to her, right? So when photographers tell me that people don't know about birth photography yet, I get really excited for them. And sometimes they say it to me as a negative, like, well, people don't really know about birth photography yet. And I get a big smile on my face and I'm like, what an amazing opportunity for you. Because yes, you'll have to do a little educating, but then you get to become the go-to photographer in their mind for birth photography because you've explained to them how wonderful it is. Of course, the next natural solution is for them to hire you for birth photography. Like what an opportunity, right? So ask yourself, am I niche down uncomfortably small? Uncomfortably small. And if so, am I only showing that niche on social media? Here's the thing, guys, this isn't theory. This is what has worked for my business and is working for our students when they let go of this limiting belief that in order to be successful, they have to be anything and everything to anyone who wants to hire them. So if you do this, when your ideal client comes to your account on Instagram or Facebook, it's going to be very, very clear to them what you do and who you serve. And if that's them, they are going to start following along. And like I said, this episode wasn't titled how to get more followers on Instagram, right? You might not have an account with 100,000 followers with this method. And that is okay because you want people following you who are actually likely to buy from you. And this is how you do that. If you're enjoying this podcast, please hit subscribe wherever you're listening. And thank you so much for leaving the show a review on iTunes. I read each and every one and doing that helps the show reach more people. So thank you. And if you need help um, leaving the show a review, because iTunes does not make it super easy, head over to the beautyandbirth.com slash podcast, and I'll walk you through exactly how to do it. And my friend, if you have a passion, it is not an accident. If you have a super uncomfortably small niched passion, it's definitely not an accident. So whatever that passion is, I hope that you get out there and make it happen. Have a great week.